you know, we really haven't given enough credit and enough thought and enough talk and enough podcast time to Alabama's winning their 30th SEC championship. And uh, so we're going to do that right now. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is... Uh, I don't know. It's not brought to you by anybody. I just noticed that. We don't have a sponsor today. Okay. We, we do later. Uh, no. But thanks for making us your first listen every day. We appreciate you guys a ton. I just realized I'm wearing Michigan blue. That is just a screw Ooh. up on my part. It's just a pretty shirt. What do you want to say? You spy, um, you're spying on us. You're spying on Alabama in that shirt. <laughs> Dude, I've got this is me out there. Uh, anywho, um, Jimmy, I want to give a shout out to uh, really quickly to. Um, a buddy of ours, Kyle Graveman, uh, he sent me a uh, he he sent me a, a post from something called the Main Board. I don't even know where that is. I don't I don't know, but a guy named Smuggy Smuggy, shout out to you, said I love the Jimmy Stein Luke Robinson on three podcast. We're not the on three podcast. We're the Locked On podcast. And I hope you meant you love the Locked On podcast and not the Jimmy Stein and whoever else does the on three podcast. With him, but maybe you love them both. He said, I'm also jealous how Luke always has free tickets fall into his lap. And I was like, he's not wrong. <laughs> then he listens to this show. He listens to this show, not the is not, this show. Not, not others. Because yeah. it is, show. it is, look, it is, I've learned a long time ago. It's less important to be educated and well-rounded than it is to have friends that have a lot of money. <laughs> so, um, what I, what I try to yeah. do is uh, just make get, sure that I keep get the people wiser. around me as happy as possible. You get wiser as you get older. When I was a kid, there's nothing I wanted more than a boat. I wanted a boat, man. I'm like, man, when I get when I'm an adult, I'm going to get a boat because I, I was really into fishing and stuff. And then I became an adult, and what I found out is, man, what I really, really, really want is a friend with a boat. So yeah, that is very true. <laughs> that's kind uh, of I, well, a very prominent Alabama booster I know said. The two best days he's ever had is when he bought his boat and when he sold his boat. So, anyway, uh, Jimmy, let's talk about this SEC championship game for a second because, you know, we never – we didn't give it the love it deserved. I mean, this was Alabama's 30th SEC championship game. We've won double of everybody else. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, here's another thing. that Now, this doesn't directly tie into to the game, but Alabama's made 15 – SEC championship appearances, 15. That's a, that's a boatload. Um, that's more than everybody, More two more than Florida at 13, four more than Georgia at 11. We're 11 and four in this thing. That's bananas. And, and we started, you know, you know what we started out? One and three. We won the first Stallings. one. Yeah. And then we, we ran into. Stallings was one and two, I guess. Stallings won in 92, right. lost in. Lost 93, in 90, 94, 94 96. Yeah. So he was one and three. Dubos was uh, one and oh. Dubos won the only time he got there, 99. Uh, and then uh, Shul and, uh, and Fran never never got in there. So really the mass of success is Nick Saban's. And who, who would guess that? You know, uh, 
it's amazing, you know, and not not changing any subject at all, because I know we're going to talk about recruiting in a second. But before before we got on the air, I was just in awe about what was coach, coach is 72 now. Right. So so yeah. Saturday he beats Georgia, one of the most significant wins in Alabama football history, beats Georgia. Sunday is included in the college football playoff field. You find out Sunday that not only you get to play another game, you're playing Michigan uh, for the national championship. And you find that out Sunday. And then Monday, you're thinking, oh, can he put his feet up? He's 72 years old. He needs a break after all that. Of course, anybody, nope. He hits the road recruiting. Because as as we're speaking, he's just now leaving uh, Gadsden. And I believe uh, between today and yesterday, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or today, he's been to Oklahoma. Uh, Today, again, he was in Gadsden. That guy has more energy than the sun. He's he's a human beach whale shot. Um, as of course I'm getting a phone call. Uh, but anywho, uh, it's Jimmy, probably more free tickets falling in your lap. Somebody call Lou going, "Hey, you want my Rose Bowl tickets? You can have them. They're free." Hey, you want to go to U two at the Sphere in Vegas? Oh, uh, anywho, um, tease. All right, so that's, that's just me that teasing I, me about that. I do want to do that. Here's a, a something that that I found very interesting though. Of our eleven wins. Only four times was the MVP the quarterback. Jalen Milrow is now really? one of those times. Uh, Greg Mack won it. Um, Blake Sims won it. Of course, Bryce won it. He set the passing mark in the SEC championship game. And uh, and now Jalen Milrow's won it. And, you know, that that means that uh, A.J. McCarron never won it. It means um, Mac Jones didn't win it. It means Tua never won it. It means that um, – Agent uh, uh, Jay Barker never won it. Jalen Hurts didn't win it. I mean, it's just—I just find that fascinating. That kind of crazy. And because it was I I don't mean to cut you off off the bench. The game that Hurts won coming off the bench, he didn't win it. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. That was Josh Jacobs. Ah. And and you know, here's the thing. I I remember thinking you got to give it to to him, but Jacobs had a whale of a game that night. A whale of a game, and people forget that because now. of what Jalen Hurts did. That. I thought Hurts should have been the MVP. Now, now that you're, now that, now that the memories are flooding back, yeah, I remember Josh Jacobs winning that, and thinking I'm a huge Josh Jacobs fan, of course. But I remember thinking oh, that that story with Hurts coming off the bench was just too good. You got to go with Jalen, but they didn't. Um. All right, so Jalen Milrow wins the MVP. Who, if you if you can't pick Milrow to be this yeah. past games MVP, who would you pick? And I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with Deontay Lawson because uh, here's the thing. Like let me tell you I why. Like it. Let me tell you why. I think Terry on Arnold played very well. I think he did. He, now he had a couple of mistakes in there, but I mean, he had a pass interference. I think he played, he played a lot of, he covered a lot of dudes. Um, I think Isaiah Bond played really well. He stepped up for sure. Uh, Roy Dell Williams. I mean, he was a warrior. Um, but you know what, what makes me want to go with Deontay Lawson there was a time in there where he had two tackles for losses back to back. Back to back. Um, I remember. And his his improvement from the Iron Bowl to this game makes me want to give him even extra credit. Right. Right. Because of the, the health and and uh he was the best he was the best loss and we've seen since September. I still think an even healthier Lawson is out there. And hopefully we'll see that against Michigan, particularly a team that runs the ball like they do. We really need to be good inside. So we need a healthy loss for, for Michigan. 
But hey, if I'm picking an MVP in that game, other uh, and can't pick Jalen Milrow, who, who rightfully won the award. But if I would go way off the radar, this is going to shock you a little bit. But uh, my MVP would be Caden Proctor, and no, not oh, because of the strides he's made. I'm talking about how he played in the game and him being the rightful representative of the Alabama offensive line, pro football focus. And, you know, I'm not a major, I I don't think everything they say is, is literal gospel, but I'm interested in what pro football focus has to say all the time. I I just don't read it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm reading, you know, the hundred percent gospel truth, but pro football focus says in their grades, Caden Proctor was not only the highest graded offensive lineman in the Alabama Georgia game, he was the highest graded offensive lineman in any championship game this weekend. And he did it against Georgia and as a true freshman. So I, I go Caden Proctor uh, for my MVP uh, other than Milrow, who, who was the rightful uh, MVP winner. We're not, we're not saying he wasn't. No. And again, I just, I think, those two players that we just mentioned especially need shout-outs because, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, – I'll tell you something, one other shout-out, and we can't really get into it now, but Tommy Reese. The more I go back and watch this game, and if y'all know me, you know, especially – really only on wins, I go back and re-watch a special, especially segments of a game that I know were crucial that right after Georgia scored that touchdown to make it a three-point game again and we got the ball – and, I mean, there were like 10 minutes left, plus or minus, and I was like, I just want to get a first down or two and make it where it's not easy for them to drive down. Because I honestly didn't have a lot of faith. I have no problem saying that. And the very first play is a is a little short dump off, essentially. Or I don't know what you'd call a little – not even a crossing pattern because there was nobody crossing with him, but to Isaiah, Pat, Isaiah Bond. And um, he turns it upfield, gets a big first down. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we can go down and score. Now – I, it, again, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to go down and kick a field goal and just try and hold him out of the end zone. And we were really, really aggressive. I give Tommy Reese a lot of credit for that. I'll tell you somebody else I give a lot of credit to, and that's Jace Medical. You want to go check out jacemedical.com. I know we come to sport here to this podcast to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But we, can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is very scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than say if my daughter Sela or one of my kids got sick uh, while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they need. Uh, thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical, and I do have my Jace case. The Jace case pa- is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to literally any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than right now. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Somebody, I'm telling you, you're going to need this. One of y'all is going to need it. You don't know who it is. Go check out jacemedical.com. Use offer code LOCKEDON. All right, Jimmy, I think um, I want to do some news, and we're going to break it into two segments. I think we'll do transfer portal in this segment and then recruiting in the next segment. Transfer portal, first of all, 
nothing seems so right. Or if you had told me, uh, I don't know, maybe in the second quarter of the South Florida game, if some if future Luke had come to watch the at that time current Luke watching the second quarter of the South Florida game, and it said, Luke, listen to me. I know you're watching Tyler Buckner be quarterback at Alabama right now, but he will be ultimately in the transfer portal as a lacrosse player. You know what past Luke would have said? That sounds about right based on what I'm seeing. And I don't mean that as an insult necessarily, but I'm telling you that when I saw Tyler Buckner in the transfer portal, I was thinking that makes a ton of sense. And then when I saw it was for a completely different sport and he's going back to Notre Dame to play it, I thought this is the most spot on thing that's ever happened. It's fascinating. I mean, I I assume Tyler Buckner would leave at first opportunity. Uh, and I figured he had to graduate first and, and now he found a loophole. He's so smart. Uh, he found a loophole, uh, but hasn't graduated yet, which, which doesn't require a loophole, but uh, yeah, what a, what a crazy story. This is what I hate most about the Tyler Butner thing. I, I know we can't, uh, uh, you know, just hold up the, the men in black, uh, you know, light up pen and erase our, our memories, but it's not fair. I think for that kid that the South Florida disaster is what he'll be remembered by because he needs to be remembered as the Gator Bowl MVP uh, for Notre Dame uh, and beat South Carolina. There is no way that kid we watched at South Florida uh, was the same kid uh, that won Gator Bowl MVP when Notre Dame beat South Carolina. Obviously, the, that stage, the Alabama stage, the the moment. It wasn't the stage. You're playing South Florida. But the moment, the, hey, Tyler, if you play great, you become Alabama's starting quarterback. And, and, and it, it just was a disaster. It was literally like, the kid who, who who knew all his lines for the school play, and then it's opening night, and uh, and you're playing, you know, you're playing Othello, and and you can't remember, you know, Othello's name, which is right there on the on the marquee. So you call him that, Albert. That's what it was like. <laughs> That'd be wouldn't that be such a different play if I'm, if William Shakespeare had said the name of this? Well, yeah, I'm so uneducated, to be honest. I couldn't promise you that there's a character in Othello named Othello. I can't promise you that. It, it probably is, but I don't know. When I Well, when I think Othello, I think about the guy from the state of Mississippi who ended up going to Georgetown to play basketball. You remember Othello Harrington? Othello Harrington. That's, yeah. not, what that, that's not what that play is about. Yeah. <laughs> Future William Shakespeare went back to past William Shakespeare. He used the same time machine. Uh, regardless, you're right, Jimmy. He should be remembered for that. Um, but, you know, here's the other thing. I thank you. Just like I thank uh, Mike Shula. I thank you for not – I thank Tim Tebow. I thank you, Tim Tebow, for not coming to Alabama. When, when you didn't come and I thought you were going to come for a second, I was thrilled to death. Mike Shula, when you – you ended up not winning the game in 2006 against Arkansas and you wouldn't go for a touchdown against uh, Tennessee, go for it on fourth down against Tennessee in 2006. I called you crazy and a nut job. And you know, it turns out you knew what you were doing for the betterment of Alabama's future. And Tyler Buckner, I thank you in that same way in the sense that, you know, you came in, you did what we asked you to do. It did not work out. 
it did not work out. It doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It doesn't mean you're a bad player. It's just not a good fit. And we needed you to go out there, honestly, and not play well to lead us to Jalen Milrow. And again, I am not taking a shot at you. I don't want you to think I'm taking a shot at you. I'm telling you that it didn't work out. It doesn't mean you're a bad player. Doesn't mean you could go somewhere and play quarterback. I truly believe that. However, I it's not it wasn't going to be at Alabama, but without your coming in and and in that game and having that kind of game, we don't end up with the Jalen Milrow we have now. So I mean, I know it's a backhanded compliment, but it is what it is. That it is. Interesting. uh, (laughs) Was that too harsh? Was that too harsh? It's 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 harsh, but it's not it's not mean because I don't think you intended it and it to be mean. I did not mean it to be mean. (laughs) But I had a a a observation this morning on the on the BOL board uh, on on the roundtable there where I wrote out this and kind of didn't plan it, but I saw a comment and it, it reminded me to say this. You know, uh, the staff deserves, and it's on this topic, the staff deserves a ton of credit for building this offense around Jalen Milrow, but they started it in week four. You know, it was after South Florida. It was the day they get back from South Florida. That Sunday, Tommy Reese sits at the magic drawing board. Is like, uh, and, and Nick Saban's like, we're going Jalen Milrow. And he's like, all right, so build it around Milrow. So it started that day. And to get from, from week four where it started, to where it ended in week 14, uh, beating Georgia this past weekend, that 10 weeks, that's amazing. They deserve a ton of credit, especially Tommy Reese, for creating this offense over 10 weeks or 10 game, 10 weeks that ultimately toppled Georgia, the two-time defending national champs. A ton of credit. But you know what? It's a fair criticism. I don't criticize a lot, but – it's a fair criticism to say, you know, how much further along would we have been if they handed the job to Milrow in the spring, identified him as the best quarterback in the spring, and started building it around him then, then through the summer and through fall camp. And, hey, you know, instead of week four against Ole Miss, it's week one against Middle Tennessee running the Jalen Milrow offense. And, and I think to myself, you know, if, if it's a fair criticism to say they should have done that. But you know what? This doesn't matter really, but it sort of does. If Nick Saban had announced halfway or a week before a day, Jalen Milrow is going to be our starting quarterback, it, it would have been relentless negativity from some people. Not me and you. We would have been saying, hey, let's give the guy a chance. Uh, but it would have been relentless. People would have just been pretty relentless about it. We, we, we've seen that, you know, in, in – in Alabama social media. Let, let me let me say this. And again, I probably boofed what I was saying earlier. Um, so y'all, y'all go easy on me. I know there'll be some people, oh, Luke hates to play. That's not what I'm saying. I really am saying that I guess I'm thankful to the universe that it panned out the way it did. And let's also say this. I'm thankful to Andy Papanastos for missing that that field goal in the yeah. national championship game. Without that, we don't have the most iconic play in national championship history on second and 26. So And here's the other thing. Tyler Buckner does need to be celebrated in this sense. I know we all get a kick out of he's in the transfer portal for lacrosse. Ha, ha, ha. I get it. We've also – I've joked about it. I don't know if you have. Um, But, you know, it did take some some guts to – right after Milrow, who did not have a horrible game against Texas. He didn't have a horrible game. 
who, I mean, it, you could argue that Milrow probably should have been still been the starter, but there was such an outcry from fans like uh, not us necessarily. We didn't weren't saying this, but just fans um, to, to do something different. They were like, okay, we're going to throw Tyler Buckner to the wolves and see what happens. <laughs> and it didn't go well. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy. doesn't mean he's a bad player, but it didn't go well. In fact, it went in such a way, and, and this Ty Simpson's in this grouping too, it went in such a way that we were like, okay, clearly Jalen Milrow is our best option. And Jalen Milrow has been a different person. Since. So without Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson's bad moments in the South Florida game, we don't have the MVP of the SEC championship game. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean that that's that's true. I mean, like you said, I think thanking the universe makes makes more sense. I mean, in terms of like, it, it's so funny how, you know, hey, if uh, I don't want to, I'm not thanking Drew Brees for racking up his his shoulder and and, and missing true. an NFL season and all that pain. But had Drew Brees not hurt his shoulder and had been a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins while Saban was there, Nick Saban never would have been in Alabama. So do we thank Drew Brees? I don't, I don't know about thanking Drew Brees, but thanking the universe seems right <laughs> that uh, if it wasn't for Drew Brees' bad shoulder, we probably never have a Nick Saban at Alabama. Worse, we might have ultimately had a Nick Saban at a rival school and making our lives uh, miserable. Yeah, that is so true. So, again, I know it sounded horrible the way I presented it because <laughs> I do no preparation for this show. So, <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. But Tyler Buckner, man, I wish you the best of luck. I hope you go. If there's a professional lacrosse league, I hope you win it and are the MVP and the Tom Brady of the professional lacrosse league. That's what I, I swear. I'm not – I thank I don't you. rule out I mean, him playing football there. This is a Garth Brooks – This is a Garth Brooks, thank God for unanswered prayers sometimes. You know what I mean? Or, or yeah. thank God for answered prayers that turned out to make you wish you hadn't answered them, asked them for the first place. Whatever. That'd be a whole That's confusing. Song. Don't be surprised if Tyler Butner still plays uh, football for Notre Dame. Good for him. I hope he does. I want him to do well. I really, I would love to see Tyler Butner do well at Notre Dame. I'm pro that. Please go do that. He's got two just more, more seasons. Here. Yeah, he's got two more seasons of eligibility, and it uh, looks like Notre Dame's trying to bring in Riley Leonard to be their starter this year. Maybe uh, Butner uh, puts a fourth effort to be a uh, starter once again. At Notre Dame, he would be winning the job for like a third time. Does uh, in the year, Jimmy, in the year really following. quickly? Is he going to yes. be with us through? He's not going to be with us through the playoffs. Then we don't know this, but the rumor is that he is uh, that that they would prefer him stay, that he would like to stay. And if you think about it, it would probably take three turned ankles to get Buckner on the field. I, I think if if Jalen goes down, it would be Ty, and if Ty goes down, it would be Dylan. Uh, and I think Buckner right now would be running fourth. But you're playing Michigan or you're playing for the national championship. And while I wouldn't necessarily say things will be going great if, if it gets down to that, but how many teams uh, out there have a fourth-string quarterback who's started as many games as he has? Who's won a bowl MVP? He's been a bowl game MVP, and he would be QB4. Uh, now, again, if you get down to your wait, wait, quarterback wait. in the playoffs. I got, I, got, 
I got to stop you because I got to get to FanDuel. We'll talk oh, yeah, about sure. this a little bit more on the, on the other side. Of course. But as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay super hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 100 and 50 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now at fanduel.com slash locked on. Telling you, it's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, why wait? You're just crazy to wait. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off or enjoy or whatever the NFL season, the NBA season, the NCAA, all of it. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, I I guess I, I, I really – I want people to understand I wasn't trying to jank on Tyler Buckner. I really <laughs> wasn't because I feel bad, but I'm not starting the podcast over for it. Um, I just want to say I'm sorry. So I'm sorry about that. But I, but I think people understand where I'm going with this. Like without – If not if for Tyler, that. You know, imagine imagine this. Tyler Buckner throws for two touchdowns, but – really looks pedestrian and Alabama wins 30 to three, but we look kind of pedestrian and we kind of, and then we stick with Tyler Buckner. I mean, anyway, I'm just saying it, it could be, that could have been a problem. Um, Now let's, let's turn the uh, recruiting angle around here and say, okay, instead of guys, by the way, Tyler Jones bell is in the transfer portal yeah. and Jimmy, this is going to sound awful too. I swear. <laughs> I forgot. You're on, on a roll. You're on a roll. Well, he wasn't on the team. Huh? He wasn't on the team. I mean, what happened was prior to the fall uh, last summer, he was placed on medical hardship, which is much different. There is no term butchered more out there than medical redshirt because people just get that wrong. Uh, But but anyway, what what happens is he was placed on medical hardship, which means that uh, he was too injured to play football. Uh, So Alabama could remove him from the roster and remove him from counting against the scholarship numbers, even though he remained on scholarship and attending Alabama on scholarship for free. He didn't count against the 85 because Alabama removed him from the roster entirely due to a medical condition. Uh, It has now been determined that Jones Bell is now cleared to resume football activities, uh, but because Alabama medically hardshipped him, he must do that somewhere else. But that was, I think, always the plan. Okay. Hey, Whatever. I'm just saying he's in the portal. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. Whatever. I hope he gets his his rings. Yeah, I hope he gets all kid of stuck it out. Yeah. He's and stuck here's it out. Thing. You know? Tyler Buckner, hang around, man, because if we win this thing, you get a national championship ring. Do that. That's dude. right. And he would I'm, deserve I'm it. all about it. Yeah, he um, would deserve it. Um, now. Yes, and, and I believe he is. I just don't know that that's a final or permanent, like, signed off on, hey, this is what's happening. But I believe that's the general idea is that Buckner's going to remain uh, part of the team and at Alabama uh, through the, the playoffs, and then he'll enroll at Notre Dame in time for the spring semester. Okay, there are two guys specifically from Texas A&M. There's also a center from Notre Dame. I know there's a lot of interest uh, that I'll, in him from Alabama. Um, but there's two guys from – specifically Texas A&M and Walter Nolan and Evan Stewart, that me personally, I love. Now, oh, of course, you would think on all this money I'm saving on free tickets, I should be able to contribute to our Yay Alabama fund and help get these guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would take Walter Nolan and Evan Stewart in a heartbeat. I do understand um, maybe that that relative to their ranking, I don't think they've performed as well as everybody thought they would in their first two years. 
give me those two guys and let me see if it works out. That's me. Now, let me read this other thing that was sent to me, Jimmy. Um, this was this is tweeted by Callie Cam. I don't know who Callie Cam is, but I'm going to try and figure this out too. She is a recruiting coordinator and brand ambassador. I don't know for who, but whatever. That's okay. She seems like she knows what she's talking about. She got a lot of followers. She says, when I recruit a high school, this is from a, a college coach. When I recruit a high school kid, I have to deal with a top 14, a top eight, and other random announcements for clicks with no real gauge on their interest. While a kid in the portal will usually tell me exactly what he's looking for and if interest is there from the jump, that's also that's also what's killing high school recruiting. That's a great point that like, if you get in the portal, you can say, I don't want you, don't you call me, don't you call me, don't you call me. I need $700,000, $150,000, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, I want to start right away. Who can do that? In high school, you can kind of do it, but it could backfire and then you end up with nobody. But if you go in the portal, you've probably already spoken with somebody that knows I'm giving you a scholarship. So that's that's just very interesting to me. Yeah, it's more mature kids. It's like, you know, that's the thing that's so fun about college football. You're literally seeing these kids grow up. They grow from kids to adults while they're in college, many of them. So when you're recruiting 21-year-olds, uh, it's not like recruiting 17-year-olds. It's it's nothing like recruiting 17-year-olds. 21-year-olds are more equipped. They're more mature. Uh, they've grown, you know, uh, intellectually. And, and they know more about the business of football, that it's a business for the adults. And uh, I, I think it's just easier to communicate with uh, 21-year-olds as opposed to 17-year-olds. Uh, and, and so that doesn't surprise me. I still don't think you'll see Alabama, you know, heavily recruit the portal. I think it's going to continue to be what it's been, which is uh, two kids, three kids, max five kids. Uh, I think that's what you'll see uh, with, with Alabama in terms of signing kids out of the portal. Well, and then one other thing, uh, Jordan Seaton will be making his announcement on Thursday. Um this is a guy that I really, 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 really want. But, I mean, I know that there's a lot of NIL involved here, and I think it's going to come down to um, is it going to be a, a NIL thing completely or is, he, is it going to be, hey, I'm, I can sacrifice a little money now for a lot of money later in terms of NFL and development. So, I don't know. I just – I hope we get him. I'm not super confident. Yeah, at BOL, we are uh, – let's say uh, – cautiously optimistic. I mean, in terms of like, it could happen. Uh, he may very easily pick Alabama. I think Alabama has been his favorite at various points in the process. Uh, and, and we think it might be Alabama. We're not ruling that out. I would just say that there's less, less certainty and less optimism now than there once was. If I had to guess at this exact moment, it might be Tennessee for him. Uh, but, uh, hey, Alabama is very realistic. Kid's a great, great, great prospect. Very similar to Tyler Booker. Very similar to J.C. Latham. Uh, very similar to Evan Neal. Those other tackles that have come from IMG, he's in their category. So, uh, you know, hopeful. And uh, we'll see what kind of decision he makes. As Luke says, I think if he makes a decision that's 100% based on immediate, you know, day one payday, uh, it, it might not be Alabama. Yeah, and then I also I just want to reassure everybody, I still feel fantastic about Ryan Williams. Um, I feel better than I have in a while. And uh, so I just want to throw that out there. And um, 
Everybody. He has some announcement coming up that might be of interest to Alabama. Correct, There's an announcement that's coming. We will talk about that too. And until next time, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide.